podcast above and beyond. Once again, our intent for the podcast is to help uh, those military officers making the uh, decision uh, for transitioning out of the military into the business world to learn more about what it's like out there. And we talk to our alumni that are working in a variety of different career fields about their transition, how they made it, what they're doing, and how they continue to utilize their military officer skill set in business, as well as the Cameron Brooks program to succeed and develop and grow into higher levels of leadership positions. In this specific episode, I talked to uh, one of our alumni, Bobby Eisenhart. Uh, Bobby made the transition uh, in the spring of 2011 with uh, Unilever and uh, moved through a variety of manufacturing positions, earned his MBA, and is now uh, in an engineering position with Nestle Water. Since being with Nestle, he's been promoted twice already. And uh, interestingly, Bobby is in an engineering position, yet has a uh, undergraduate degree in business and an MBA, and uh, not any uh, where in his previous experiences that the word engineer, and he talks through through that as well. What you'll learn in this episode is how to continue to develop throughout your career, how the Cameron Brooks program um, teaches one to evaluate their strengths, their weaknesses, who they are, and also explore a variety of career options. As Bobby shares, that he ended up in a manufacturing role. Though he comes from a family of sales representatives and thought that might, might be where he would end up, and he ended up in manufacturing instead. He also talks about one of his favorite books, uh, Switch, and another book called Just Listen. And so uh, enjoy the episode. Uh, to gather more information about the Cameron Brooks and the Transition uh, Program, I recommend uh, PCS to Corporate America 4th Edition, which you can find on Amazon.com, as well as our website, Cameron-Brooks.com. Thank you for joining us. Well, Bobby, welcome to the podcast. We, all of us at Karen Brooks, thank you for uh, being on the, the show with us and, and uh, sharing your insight and knowledge with those that are, that are here. You know, I thought what I would do is just let you start off with telling us um, a little bit about you and the role that you're in right now. Sure, Joel, first of all, thank you so much uh, for having me. And it's always great to have this opportunity to continue to interact with Cameron Brooks throughout my career. And you guys truly be the partners with me as I go through this whole long journey in corporate America. So thank you to you and the team. Um, a little well, bit. Always been, uh, I wanted to back up a second before you jumped in this. You are actually the, um, the catalyst for this podcast. I don't know if you oh recognize that, remember, but about five years ago, uh, you and uh, Ben Berkowitz did a um, a webcast on manufacturing and on sales, and we had such positive response on that oh my gosh. audio call that we decided to start doing this podcast. So you are you and, and Ben are the ones that uh, got us thinking and kickstarting this. So thanks for thanks for helping us out with that. I, and I know we've had a lot of good conversations uh, with you for your career, but you've been equally helpful in us to continue to build our program as well. Well, great. It, you know, it's uh, Stephen Covey always says, look out for the win-wins, right? And this is uh, truly one of those situations in life. So a, a little bit about myself. Um, I spent uh, six years in the United States Army uh, as, a, as a field artillery officer. Um, I actually went into the Army uh, for, for a lot of reasons, but actually uh, I had a pretty good idea what I wanted to do in life. 
um, that I did want to go to corporate America, and I knew that the Army was a great way to learn leadership, and leadership was required to be successful in, in corporate America. Um, I learned about the Cameron Brooks uh, uh, program while in the military, and I, I interviewed and I, I, I talked with uh, the people at Cameron Brooks, and we really decided it was the right thing for both of us to, to partner up. Um, I got a nice long opportunity, um, almost two years to work with the people at Cameron Brooks and um, really develop myself, my knowledge of corporate America and develop my business acumen uh, that I had a, you know, I was able to have a very successful uh, conference. At conference, I actually went in a direction I never anticipated. Um, I got into manufacturing when I thought my, my desire was sales. But really, that just speaks to the value of the, the DPP program and finding yourself and your strengths and how can you translate that to be successful uh, in, in the corporate world. Um, got on with a great company um, after uh, the, the, the conference. Um, uh, Unilever did uh, four roles with, with them within a few years. Um, and most recently, I joined a great company uh, Nestle Waters of, of North America. Um, we are the largest bottled water maker uh, in the United States. Uh, consumer bottled water is growing at a very rapid pace, um, over 10% annual. Um, and it's actually the number one consumer beverage um, outpacing soda for the first time ever um, as of uh, the end of 2016. So for Nestle Waters, I'm the, I'm the factory engineering manager. Um, I recently just stepped into that role with them. As a factory engineering manager, I really have three focuses. Number one is the maintenance and care of the current asset. So I manage a team of 39 uh, people that comprises supervisors, PLC, technicians, uh, maintenance, mechanics and automation specialists in caring for those assets to make sure the business is getting a return on them. The second thing I do is ensure our compliance, right? We, we work with things like ammonia chillers and boilers and all those have regulatory requirements and maintaining those in proper working order is really our, our social license to operate. So I, I maintain the compliance around those, those industrial systems. And the third part is, how do we improve? And that's through the capital planning process. So I lead the capital planning process um, for this factory to make sure that we have the right investments coming in and we're getting the right return on those investments. And it's, it's very interesting because it's, it's where engineering and finance merge. And I, I like to operate in that space. So that's you, a little bit what I do. The listeners? Yeah, can you explain to the listeners what you mean by capital planning process? Maybe a lot of people, especially that have MBAs and business classes and things like that, may understand what that is, but maybe for somebody that's relatively uh, new to business or exploring, they might not know what you mean by capital and what that planning yeah. process is. Sure. So uh, every year, a, a business reinvests in itself. It takes some of its uh, profits as retained earnings and said, we're going to put this back into the business so that we can make more money. 
right? And um, I'm at the most tactical level of that very strategic uh, process within any business. And so the business will come to me each year and say, okay, Bobby, at your factory, what assets do you want to buy? What assets do you want to invest in so that we can get a better return on it? And so my, my role is to take it from uh, concept to implementation and to make sure that, that we bring that asset in, it performs how we expect it, and that it's within our, our cost restraints because um, we, we have to get a return on that. Um, so it's working with the operations team and the, the other members of the factory to say, how can we improve your machinery or what machinery can we bring in that would get us increased output? Um, let's stay on that topic for just a, a minute because when I talk with people about um, manufacturing and seems like you said you're interested in sales, well, I think every career field has some misperceptions to it, actually. Um, but the perception, I think, that some officers have about manufacturing is that it's, uh, I come into work, I grab a sheet of paper, and um, on that sheet of paper is a list of goals that I need to hit that day and how much I'm supposed to produce. So I go to my team, I tell them this is what we're going to produce, and they get out on the line and start making things, and I'm kind of standing there watching. And so they get this oversimplified um, vision of what a manufacturing team leader does. And I know you're in an engineer role, but you're in a manufacturing plant. And it's interesting that how you've been able to now move into a role where you're leading and you're in technicians, but you're doing finance type of work too. And you got your MBA, yeah. you got your business degree. Can you address some of that both? One, I think there's two questions I've wrapped up in there. Address those. What do you do really as a manufacturing team leader? What does that career yeah. second? What does that career path look like? And how has that manufacturing team leader role been foundational for you to get into this engineering role when you don't even have an engineering degree? Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's a it's a great question, Joel. And I w would sympathize with those who are skeptical on the phone because I had some of the same skepticism, right? And I need to seek to understand. Uh, before I made this this career switch. So as a team leader, you're really focusing uh, on two things. What is the performance of your equipment and what are the behaviors of your of your people? It's a lot like being a, a company commander, right? You have this multi-million dollar asset, a packaging line, and you're responsible for getting the optimal performance out of it. You are the business owner. You have a budget. You have a team under you that um, needs to be both technically proficient but also proficient in the soft skills, uh, teamwork, ability to uh, talk about and set goals, um, ability to uh, work through and analyze problems, right? And I would say that's what a team leader does. So how did that role I, then set you up? Yeah, how did that role then become foundational for your subsequent promotions and and then leading you to as maybe the people that read are going to read the blog post that goes associated with this, but in case they did not realize that Bobby has two business degrees, an undergraduate degree in business and an MBA, 
nowhere in any of his education or in any of his work in the military did the word engineer get associated with anything that you've done before. Yeah, yeah. Because you learn the business from the most tactical part, right? A packaging line. That's where everything happens or fails to happen. And being a team leader in operations, you're not responsible for one KPI. You're responsible for all of it. So the safety performance of your line, the quality performance of your line, uh, the output of your line, or we define it as asset intensity. What percentage of that, uh, what percentage of the time is that line running uh, that we actually want it to run? Okay, and setting a business plan for that. Um, and so it's very easy to define your goals and set improvement plans. And when you learn the business at the most tactical level, it gives you the greatest breadth of experience to expand out into other roles, you know, and I'm a great example of that, you know, now um, in the engineering uh, function, but had I never done those roles, I would have never understood the most tactical levels of the business and would not have been successful in my current role. Um, and and uh, talk a little bit about, you know, for those that are, um, maybe interested in Cameron Brooks or for those that are already working with our organization or maybe even our alumni, how can people utilize the Cameron Brooks program, the development preparation program? Let's just start there. We'll go into the alumni relationship second. But how can you use the Cameron Brooks development preparation program if you're a military officer to prepare for that transition? And how can you use that Cameron Brooks development preparation program as work, continuing, continuing to work in business? And how has it helped you get to where you want to be? Yeah, it, you know, that, that is a great, that's a great question. So on, on the first part, really the, the most helpful part for me out of the DPP was finding who I am, what are my strengths, and what are my interests, and then how does that correlate um, to the business world because I didn't know enough about the business world. Uh, I come from a family of salespeople, right? So that's what I thought I wanted to do. But really, um, working with you, Joel, and the other members on the team, you guys really um, helped me find that. I love leading teams, right? And I love being down there where the action actually happens. And manufacturing is that. Um, so I would encourage current TPP candidates is really use this as an opportunity to explore your strengths and your interests, and then how do you apply that to the business world? And Joel, to answer the second part of your your question is, you know, Cameron Brooks has very much been a partner with me the, these whole six years that I've been in corporate America. And uh, sometimes you get into difficult uh, career career decisions, and you need a sounding board. Um, as you know, just last year um, I was in that situation where I was making had several good options in front of me in terms of career decisions. And I wasn't sure exactly which path uh, to take. Um, but you and I, we got on the phone together. I laid out my goals. I laid out what I wanted to do. And I laid out my options in, in front of you. And you really helped me to see through the pros and cons of each decision and, and helped me make a decision that um, a year later, now that I'm reflecting on it, was really uh, the right decision and has put me in a, in a great place uh, for the rest of my career. Um, it's helped me build my resume 
And I am a better manufacturing leader today than I was a, a year ago um, because this this choice that you helped me through. And I think that's the advantage of being Cameron Brooks uh, alumnus is that you always have someone from the Cameron Brooks team there for you and as a, a third party who will really help you through what are sometimes uh, these difficult decisions, even though they're all, all good decisions. And, and you talked about, before we jumped on the phone and started recording this, that how the Cameron Brooks program helped you get to this engineering manager role, despite not having this engineering degree. Can you, walk, can you share a little bit more of that? Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, this engineering manager role uh, came up at, at uh, the factory, and uh, I was asked uh, if I would be interested in it, and uh, your gut reaction is always yes, but once the emotions of the moment settle down, you start to think about, okay, what strengths do I have that line up with this, and where would my weaknesses be going into this role? Because no matter what role you go into in corporate America, you want to make sure that, that you're successful. And so my challenge was, how would I not only convince my boss and my boss's boss, but also a vice president of engineering that I have a strong dotted line to, that I'm qualified to do uh, such a role. Um, as you mentioned, I don't have a technical uh, degree. Um, I'm an MBA and I've grown up on the operation side of the house um, in, in the manufacturing world. And so I really went uh, uh, back to the DPP program and understanding how to take uh, my resume and my history and articulate that in ways that can be easily understood uh, by people who don't know me well uh, but are making key decisions um, um, about my career. And in this case specifically, I talked about how I was an artillery officer, and that is a very technical role. And you have 26 variables that operate on a round, uh, round and every time you launch it, and you need to account uh, for all those. So I was really able to use my military experience to sell my ability to do a technical role in the plant. So even being out of the military for six years, um, I was able to use that experience to help me land a role that set me up well for the for the next part of my career. What would you, your advice be to alumni, Cameron Brooks, that are thinking about a promotion, how to prepare for a promotional interview? Yeah. I, you know, much like preparing for an interview at conference, um, you want to understand what's being asked of that uh, of that role. Um, you want to go through the job description and see where um, what they're asking for in the job description matches up with your history and um, in the results that you've produced. Um, you have a uh, an advantage in corporate America that you wouldn't have at conference is that you usually know the hiring managers and the decision makers. So uh, for those people looking for a promotion, I would have a, uh, a talk with them um, exactly what are they looking for and what do they want delivered and how can you use your background to help them deliver on, on their goals and go into the interview uh, knowing those things. And that's exactly what I, what I did with this most uh, recent promotion. Um, is there 
Is there anything else that you want to add or you would want to share with um, most likely people listening to this are those that are officers that are either in our program or considering joining our program or officers thinking about making the transition. Anything to add relative to uh, whether it be manufacturing, making the successful transition, or the value of the development preparation program or the value of Cameron Brooks? Yeah. So I, I think the, the the biggest thing to emphasize is all those things that you learn in DPP, you will continue using throughout your career. And one of the best things uh, that you guys had us do was to have us start on a professional reading program. And that professional reading program has not ended for me in the last six years uh, since I've entered corporate America. There's always something new you need to learn. You always need to be evolving. You always need to be adapting to the situation. Um, and you have to be hungry for knowledge. And so I would encourage any officer transitioning, uh, continue on with that self-paced learning uh, through a professional reading program. Um, speaking of which, that's a great dovetail into my next question. What is the, like one of the most recent, one of the more recent books that you would say have been a, a, something you would recommend to others? Yeah. Um, a, a book that I have used over the past couple of years um, to help me in a couple tough uh, uh, change leadership roles that I've had is the book Switch by Chip and Dan Heath. And I would recommend that to anyone going through a, a change leadership role where they really need to focus on the culture and building the right behaviors of an organization. What would you say is the best uh, the best book that you have read relative to business and self-development? Yeah, you know, um, I guess my answer to that is it's, it's the book that helps me solve the problem uh, that I'm facing in, in the current day. That's always the, the best one. I remember when I was uh, a, a new supervisor in my first uh, company, and it was a union factory, and it was a very tough culture. And I was struggling to get the people on my side um, because I wasn't prepared enough to, how do you deal with an emotionally disengaged workforce? In the military, you have a very emotionally engaged workforce, and that was new for me uh, going to this factory. And so there's a, um, a great book out there called Just Listen. And the author trains everyone from salespeople to FBI negotiators on how do you get through to people who are emotionally cut off. And that book has uh, uh, been very helpful for me throughout my career. Just, it's called Just Listen. Just Listen. Great. And I'll have to add those two to my – I've read some other things like Chip and Dan Heath. I read uh, Decisive, which I really enjoyed. And okay, I've not read done Twitch. that one. That's that's a good book. Uh, also a good book. Um, what's the best um, advice that you ever received that you would like to pass on to others? Yeah, I I, I think uh, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was actually uh, from my mom, and I've taken it with me, and I've uh, always used it. And she would say to me. 
Bobby, it's okay if you make a mistake. What's not okay is if you don't correct it. And I've evolved that to mean it's okay if you, you fail or you trip. What's not okay is if you don't get up. I think what anyone needs to realize going into corporate America is that you will have bad days, you will have failures, you will have roadblocks, um, but it's really about learning from what didn't work right and just finding a different plan and having lots of resilience. Great. Well, Bobby, you've been amazing as always. Thank you for your time and your insight. Um, and uh, uh, I've learned quite a bit here uh, myself. Uh, it's always good to hear things about making mistakes. It's okay and take time to correct it. A couple good book recommendations and and also, we don't need to be limited. Uh, I think that's the thing that I don't necessarily think we said out loud, but we don't need to be limited. Yeah. You certainly that's never it. limited yourself, and you ended up in a big engineering role. Started out in manufacturing, but this engineering role has got capital projects, and it's got technical, and it's got team leadership. And uh, I really appreciate you being on here. Um, any last words? No, if at any time a current candidate would like to reach out to me and uh, know more about the manufacturing world, I'd love to tell them the, the amazing journey uh, that I've been on for the last six years. And uh, lastly, I'd just like to really thank you, Joel, and Chuck, and the whole Cameron Brooks team for always being there in my corner. Great. And we'll put your LinkedIn profile on the blog post. People can connect with you there and look more at your background there. So thanks, Bob, for being on here. Appreciate it. Great. Thank you, Joel.